Hi, and welcome to Prairie Rose Possibilities, the podcast. My name is Cami Kanikins, and I will be your host as we tour all over the Prairie Rose Possibility projects happening across our school district in southeastern Alberta. We will take a look at some of the big goals in the projects as we talk to project leads and school leaders, and we will see what moves they are making to create sustainability for the projects into the future. Today we are with Tiffany Mullin and Rebecca Drew from the Seven Persons Academy of Fine Arts, which is geared toward grade four to six students at Seven Persons School. Seven Persons School is a K to nine school located in Southern Alberta along the number three highway. It has about 275 students in total and about 25 of those students are involved in the Fine Arts Academy. And so the Academy has three parts. It focuses on music, drama, and traditional art. And we have two of the ladies representing us today. And so welcome, Tiffany and Rebecca. Why don't we start off with you telling us about what was one of your biggest successes last year? Your very first year was last year. What was a big success that you had? I think one of our biggest successes last year was the year-end drama play of the 33 Little Pigs. Rebecca does the drama at our school and that play was amazing. The kids were so well prepared. They were so excited and they enjoyed the process of going from auditioning for parts through all of the rehearsing and all of the line learning and trying to build props and source costumes. Like it was a full experience for them, but the play was amazing. The kids were, um, they were so surprised to hear audience people laughing at all of the amazingly funny jokes and all of the little puns that were in it. And the they were they were part of the process right from the start, right through the finish. And I think that was one of our biggest successes last year was the drama play. Thank you. We're also talking about Kaleidoscope, too, which is a, a huge project that Prairie Rose puts on. Tiffany and I were talking about the busking and the amount that the children participated in it was immense. There was so many more students than you've ever had, and they were just having the best time and all wanted to participate. It was it was really cool. It's really cool to see. So some of those real world experiences uh, seem to be really powerful. Hey, so what's one thing that you are continuing from last year? We are continuing the tradition of the play. So I think this is just going to be a yearly activity that we do. It's something that the kids look forward to the most with drama. So I think every year from now on, we will just have a traditional play in May. It's an authentic experience because they do get to take part in the entire process of it. Like we, the students last year chose all the sound effects that we used in the play. So they helped source all those things. And it was really kind of cool to just see all the little parts that they they could contribute towards that group success. They created the backdrop. So yeah. like, like music for the sound effects, there was with the visual arts, it was the background. And of course, drama was all the acting and putting together the costumes and props. And So what and a neat way to bring all three of those together. Yeah. Are there any things that you're changing up from last year? We know that sometimes we have these ideas and then 
sometimes they don't work the way we thought they would. Is there anything that you've uh, decided to change up this year or had to change anything like that? Last year made us really flexible because we're kind of still coming out of the COVID effects of school and all of the implications that came through. So we're we had to be really flexible last year. And so that's kind of leading into maybe just being a, a bit more aggressive with our planning earlier this year. Like we did lots of together planning last year, but I think unifying some of our themes around um, the play that was chosen for this year. So some art projects might lean towards those a little ahead of time to kind of prepare our students for that, but also music projects that will lend itself to that play later on as well is something that we've changed positively for this year. So it sounds like your big goal for this year might be that year-end play where all three of the arts weave into one. Do you have other big goals on the the roster for this year? We have a couple. One of the things that we uh, would like to do is bring in more local experts. Tapping into some local talent for visual art. I know uh, Mrs. Dion has several plans for some local artists to come and do some uh, workshops with our students uh, during art classes over the next few months here. And we have collaborated with ELF and some local experts in music and and dance uh, to help support Eagle Butte's musical of Elf this this fall. It's happening here in a couple of weeks already. And we're looking at maybe a, a culminating field trip at the end of the year where we kind of, we get to go to uh, a camp, do some arts activities together there. Yeah, and just have that all come together yeah. for uh, our three our three sections of the program to come together and, and just have a, a nice melding of the three. Yeah. yeah. And so that sounds exciting. And just to be clear, all all 25 of your students, they participate in each, they get to experience each of those different arts, right? So it's not like they choose. Each child gets all of that experience in the visual arts, in drama and music. So they're becoming really well-rounded artisans. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you think ahead, ladies, what are some of the moves that you're making or maybe systems that you're putting in place to make your Prairie Rose Possibility Project sustainable into the future, to make sure there's a, a next year and the year after? Continuing to be really visible in our school so that our younger students in grade two and three and that are looking at what kinds of programs they might like to, if they'd like to be involved in our program when they get to grade four, and because we are our own feeder at this point. So building that, just building and maintaining that visibility within our school. So we've, you know, they've put up a, a, a lot more of their art in our hallways. They've, we have this giant play that we put on and had the whole school attend at the end of last year continuing to be part of um, Kaleidoscope and having a big role there, um, as well as uh, our whole school will be going to see ELF in a few weeks to support our students um, at the Esplanade, participating with Eagle Butte, which is really exciting. I can't wait for that. We were actually over-enrolled at the start of this year, so we had more than what our kind of in-mind maximum number of students was, so I think we're we're six, we were successful with that this year, and I think we can keep building on that going forward. Well, too many students is, is a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah, so we were a couple over. So we're very excited. We were very excited. <laughs> 
So did you, so just out of curiosity, were you able to make room for them or did you like have to have auditions or did they just take care of itself? No, it kind of took care of itself. A couple of the students later on kind of decided that having ELF be a focus for some of our learning early in the year maybe wasn't the priority that they wanted for their family right now. And that they, uh, so those students withdrew their, their registration and we, but we're still at our maximum. So we have 25 students. That was kind of what we set out as the perfect number, quote unquote, for, for us to manage for the first few years. Well, that'll be nice. And going to a, a presentation, Elf is going to be in the Medicine Hat Esplanade, which is a big fancy theater and there's live music and singing and dancing and the whole shtick. So that'll be really, I mean, for young kids, uh, your grade ones to three, to your one grade one to threes to see that and those four to six kids to be involved in the in the musical itself is really quite a neat experience. So that certainly will be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. By the way, I'm playing baritone saxophone yes, in Cammy. Elf's musical, in case you're wondering why I'm excited. Cammy comes every week and then she takes all these wonderful little videos that end up in social media of kind of some of our rehearsal process. And, oh, that's so And awesome. so there's kind of a making of kind of happening at the same time as as all of our, our rehearsing. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so we'll keep trying to to do that. And that's kind of the idea that we want, even with the, you know, with your academy, what's the, it's not the final, it's not just the final presentation, even though the 33 Little Pigs was fascinating, the learning really comes in all the steps yeah. along the way. And so as schools and, and our Prairie Rose Possibility Projects, that's really what we want to uncover and, you know, have parents and community members uh, get a peek into. And that's probably why we do this podcast too, is to take a peek into the learning as it's happening. So now it's just a few days until that big grand elf, the Christmas musical is about to happen and the Seven Persons Academy students will have had so much great experience in live performance and some of those big goals of having guest um, artists in. They've had an artist help with backdrops and they've had another choral music specialist come in already. So they're well on their way to meeting those goals and we can't wait to check back in them with the spring to see what the title of the spring play is and how that big grand finale is going.